Welcome to the Into His Eyes podcast, a podcast about life, its ups and downs, and looking daily into God's eyes, our hand in His. Welcome to the Into His Eyes podcast. Welcome to episode number six of the Into His Eyes podcast. Super excited about this one. Um, I'm kind of excited about everyone. Last one was a little challenging. Uh, I think it's challenging because I'm reading this incredibly challenging book. And I told you guys uh, I'm reading Inside Out by Larry Crabb. And it's a deep, deep inside look. And it can be hard. And it can be challenging to go deep inside ourselves sometimes and really, you know, figure out why we do what we what we do, how we do it, what our motives are, all these crazy things that we that we we do. Um, and today, one of the things I think is in, in super, super important that we're going to talk about that that just I became very aware of in myself um, as I go through this book is the sin of self-protection. I'm going to say that again, the sin of self-protection. You may be saying, well, kind of what's that? Well, we're going to go through it. And it's very interesting because the sin of self-protection, see, you know, those obvious sins that we have in our life, those are very obvious, very blatant ones. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, alcoholism, abuse, uh, you know, pornography, um, you know, workaholism, maybe another one. And all these, these things, um, you know, those obvious sins, they're obvious and they're very easy to say, okay, we'll stop doing that. And that's not right. And see that, but sometimes it's these subtle sins that we can go through our whole life sinning in a certain way and not even be aware of it. And it can then affect our whole life and our whole relationships that we do have. And, and the big thing about, you know, what we're talking about in this, you know, we're going deep, right? So in these podcast, these communications, this really is about our relationship with God and our relationship with others um, and how we handle that. But I want to start with a statement. It's, uh, and again, this is from Larry Krav's book, Inside Out. Um, he says, protection against pain blunts our capacity to love. Such a powerful statement. You got to think about it, right? So protection against pain blunts our capacity to love. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? And and I want to kind of, we're going to get to it at the end what that means, but I want to, um, you know, kind of head in that direction a certain way. I love this from John 7, 37. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Okay, so what does that mean, Damon, about what, what, what the heck does that have to do with anything? I think it has to do with, you know, the idea that we look for people. We look for things of this world to quench our thirst. And when we do that, okay, we're looking for a certain outcome. We're looking for them to do something for us. And this world will not quench our thirst. And this world will not satisfy. Not that there's not good things in it. Not that there's not things that we can be grateful for at times that we can experience and love and this and that. Not saying that, but what I am saying is there's a greater thirst inside of us and that greater thirst is there, whether we realize it or not. And the sooner, the sooner that we realize it, the better, 
because then we can stop maybe looking for others to satisfy in us what cannot be satisfied. And when we, we, we continually run or try to quench that thirst, often it ends up in not so good places in relationships that we're not satisfied with because we're trying to ask somebody to satisfy something that they cannot. So if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. We need to know what we're most thirsty for. A lot of us don't. And that's one of the things that I'm starting to realize in my life, my most thirsty for my relationship with God, that communion, that, and until, you know, we can truly physically walk hand in hand until he, you know, either, um, you know, he comes back or, or I go to him in heaven, whatever that may be. But that's the greatest thirst right there. That's that desire to be, to be with him and to be close with him. So it's very interesting. I want to, I want to talk about this other statement. You know, we're going to get more to this self-protection. I think at the very end of this podcast, not the very end, but through it, you're going to start to understand this a little bit more of what I'm talking about or what Larry Kraft's talking about. I love this. He says the dividing line between life lived in the flesh and one empowered by the spirit is self versus other centeredness. There is one source of energy behind every interpersonal act, either a priority interest in ourselves or a priority interest in others. Hmm. Okay. So every time we, we, uh, have interaction with somebody, right? There's a source of energy. Okay, we need to be aware of that source of energy. Is it is it us, self-centeredness, or is it others? I love this too. Self-protection or trust. Every behavior ultimately reflects one choice or the other. We either accept groaning as a way of life and eagerly await our Lord's return with a single-minded devotion to Him, or we try to escape the unpleasantness. When we try to escape, self-protection is on. Just what I was talking about. When we don't recognize the thirst, when we don't recognize that, that that is what it is, it really is going to be what it is. You know, Paul talks about it in Romans chapter eight. We talked about that, that birthing pains, the groans until we are with our heavenly father. And that, and that's okay. Life is not meant to be easy, but sometimes what happens is we get confused and we want to try to make it comfortable. We trying to want to try to make it better. And again, I'm not saying that you should live through, go through your days like uncomfortable and just, uh, you know, don't try to better yourself or, you know, that's not what I'm saying. And I, and I hope you understand that. Right. But I'm saying is when we get confused, when life is not working out the way that we think it should work out, when we get confused of like, oh, you know, life is really hard and, but we don't deal with it. And we're like, okay, well, I'm going to try this or I'm going to do that. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, go on this diet or I'm going to read this book and this and that, which is, I'm not saying it's bad, right? We're talking about a book right now that I'm reading, but we have to understand that, that thirst that cannot be quenched, right? And we have to deal with that and that's okay. So until, until we recognize that, right, we will not recognize the subtle sin of self-protection, Right until we understand that we really what we're trying to do is protect ourselves from pain. Now, this is very, very interesting. We're trying to protect ourselves from pain. Okay. When we learn to accept people that disappoint us, we are no longer requiring them to satisfy us. Hmm. 
Okay, listen about listen to this. All of us are in relationships, right? In some way or form, coworkers. Um, you know, we're in a lot of us are in a marriage. Uh, a lot of us have kids. We we're in relationship. We're called to be in relationship. And this is very important. So when we learn to accept people that disappoint us, we no longer require them to satisfy us, right? We're free to love them, to reach toward them from their sake without having to protect ourselves from dealing, from feeling disappointed by their response to us. Guys, this is so huge. This is very, very huge. And I want you to understand this because this is something that I did for so many years of my life is the self-protection. I, I went through a lot of things when I was a younger child that a lot of, you know, people just really shouldn't have to go through, but I went through it. So I was always protecting myself, right? I wouldn't be vulnerable, fully vulnerable. I'd share 92% and you think, oh, Damon's so, you know, he's so real and so authentic, but I wouldn't share the last 6%, <laughs> you know, the last 2%, right? Because I was scared that I, that I wouldn't be accepted, that I wouldn't be loved. I did this in all my relationships and, and that was self-protection, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't speak up uh, out of love to my, to my wife, right? And, and maybe say certain things that, that hurt me, right? Not expecting a different, but just wouldn't share certain things with her, right? Because I was worried about her response to me. I was worried about that. I didn't go deep in my thoughts because I wanted to numb out the feeling or the pain of, of really life. So going to false things to, to try to feel better, right? Oh, I shouldn't feel this way or why, you know, this and that and not sharing. It's, it's a very subtle sin guys. And sometimes that can be masked by, oh, you know, for example, and a good husband might be a good example. He might just not bring up tough conversations, right? He might just be more, uh, passive or more, uh, just seems really, really nice. Like he's not bothered, like he's really mellow and everything's all good. But inside, he may be really, really hurting. What he's doing, he's not fully loving. Well, a couple of things. It's about him, right? It's about me, right? It's about me. It's about protecting myself. So I'm hurt, this and that, right? And, and then not speaking my mind because worried of the response that my spouse may have towards me. So I don't want to feel that pain. So I'm not going to share that. So then you go to things or go to places or different things to try to numb that pain. And that's where self-protection comes in, you know, and we're, we're called to love God and we're called to love others. And the mature Christian, what that person's doing, the mature Christian is growing in his ability to love people as they are, not as they wish them to be, not as they wish them to be and understanding that ache. And so often what we do is we try to, um, you know, protect ourselves. We just protect it. And it blunts our ability to love somebody freely and passionately because we're worried about their response. We're worried what they may think of us, this and that. It does. If you can get to the point to where you can love incredibly well through the ache, through the ache, right? Don't look for the world to, to fill up that ache or that thirst. Don't look for that other person. Their response is their response. You'd love them. You love them unconditionally. My gosh, isn't that the way that our heavenly father loves us? Hmm. If he treated us a certain way or loved us less every time we screwed up, 
I probably screw up every freaking 15 minutes. But yet that's how we love others. Hmm. Is that, that's how it is. It does. It doesn't make any sense. I understand it. I understand the subtle sin of separate self-protection. It makes sense. I did it for, you know, what, how old am I now? I think I'm 49. I just turned 49 for, you know, 40. Well, I probably did it when I was younger, right? When I'm not even realizing it, but you know, my whole life, my whole life. It's very, very interesting. I want, I want to read this to you. This is from the, obviously the book. The sin of self-protection to which I refers to occurs when our legitimate thirst for receiving love creates a demand not to be hurt that overrides a commitment to lovingly involve ourselves with others. When that demand for self-protection interferes with our willingness to move towards others with their will be, well-being in view, the law of love is violated. Hmm. Such a powerful, powerful statement. We don't want to be hurt. We don't want to be hurt. And when that, when that demand, when that demand for self-protection is more important, it overrides our capacity for love. And you know, we get hurt, right? We, we, we get hurt. People hurt us. People hurt us. And sometimes there's some incredibly, incredibly deep, deep hurts where people have hurt people so badly, it's, it's really hard to move forward in that relationship. And I, you know, I'm not sure your situation where you are and everything, you know, that, that has to involve with that. And, you know, if you're in a relationship where it's, it, it, it continues to be still abusive and, and there's some, some safety issues there and there's some things there that are just not good, then Self-protection in that way, that's a different type of self-protection. And I hope you understand what I'm saying in regards to that. But what we're really talking about is that subtle self-protection, that avoidance of pain, that what we are worried about when we communicate with others, you know, with, with our, with our kids, right? Sometimes we don't have conversations with our kids that, that could be loving, Right, because we're worried about their response and what they may say or what they may do, right? So what we do is we hold back that communication to protect ourselves from that response. All those things, all those things, those little subtle things, and sometimes we justify it. I don't, I don't know if I can come up with something top ahead of how we justify our self protection or the way that we are. Oh, this person hurt me before, so therefore. I'm going to protect myself and keep my distance because I don't want to be hurt like I was before. So let me keep my distance because that's the right thing to do. I'm not supposed to be hurt. I'm supposed to be in a loving relationship. So why would I, why would I, you know, things like that. They're subtle and our mind can play those tricks on us in regards to self-protection. No, we're called to love God. We're taught to love others. We're taught to be others focused and to love and to serve them without expectation. And that's where that, 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 that trust comes in, guys, that trust. You know, I heard it said, uh, um, 
one time that we trust strangers every single day. Every single day of our life, we trust strangers. You, you know, every single day, there's probably two or three times where I trust strangers. It's on my way to home on a single lane road in which I'm going one way, the other person is going the other way, and we're going about 75, well, should be 65 miles an hour right past each other. I'm trusting that that individual is going to stay in their lane and and they're trusting that I'm going to stay in mine. But I still continue to move down the road. I still continue to drive, right? And in relationships, I'm not sure if that's the best example, but if we're called to love God and to love others, we should we should thirst thirstily, I don't know if that's a word, probably isn't, hunger for God and to love God, and then we should love others without expectations. Right? Love them how they uh, appreciate love, you know, the love languages and things like that, which I've talked about. And I want to end with this. If the core business of life is to love each other as God loves us, then a priority effort to play it safe interferes with the purpose of loving. We were designed to love, and when we do, something good develops inside. We feel clean, rich, and whole. Even better, we become less concerned with how we feel and more concerned with the lives of others. But when a commitment to self-protection governs what we say, how we say it, and to whom, then a nagging discomfort creeps through our soul that demands to be soothed. Hmm. So in a sense, self-protection actually creates in us a nagging discomfort that creeps through us that demands to be soothed. So it actually works the opposite. You know, we're, we're, we're thinking we're protecting ourselves, but it actually works in reverse. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, I'm going to end it here. That was some, that was deep, and it really makes me think. It really, 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 really makes me think about my life and, and, the, and the motives behind everything that I do. And hopefully it makes you think as well, this, this idea, this subtle sin of self-protection. And when you move through your day and your relationships, no matter where they are or what they are, can you identify, can you see uh, the sin of self-protection in it. So anyways, guys, have a good day. Hey, share this podcast. If you think it would benefit another person, I would love for you to share it. So have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Into His Eyes podcast. Feel free to follow Damon on all social media sites and contact him directly at Damon at DamonEddy.com. Thank you for listening to the Into His Eyes podcast.